Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. All right, let me just try something out quickly. Simon Miller, I've said your name, so I'm calling you out. What? The hell? What the hell's going on? <laughs> it does work. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show where we just get all positive and remind ourselves that sports entertainment is meant to be exactly that. It's sports, and it's going to entertain you. Sometimes. And we do that by giving the good bits up and the bad bits are down, so thank you very much for joining me. Let's do exactly that. Oh, before we do start the show, too, make sure you do subscribe to the brand new What Culture Wrestling podcast channel. There'll be a link in the description. And they're going live soon with their Raw review. So you can get a different opinion. It was all about Seth Rollins at the start of this episode of Raw because he was like, I have defeated Shinsuke Nakamura, but I did it at the expense of my back. He is now backless Seth Rollins. During this opening promo too, he was also like, yeah, I was able to win. And then I went backstage, the adrenaline wore off, and I was like, oh man, I forgot. I've still got injured back. And I was like, yeah, getting into a fight isn't going to help that. I mean, if you do think that, Seth, come have a chat with me and I'll sell you this wonderful pyramid scheme. When he kind of acted like he was going to have to give up the World Heavyweight Championship before he went, <laughs> not really, I'm going to defend it forever. Imagine you did this in real life. So how, how did the doctor's appointment go? Well, it's, it's not very good news. What do you mean it's not good news? Because it's great news, I'm gonna be fine. Oh, you can go fine. Always then promised that he would continue to fight anybody, but he's not gonna do it on this evening because he is a little bit broken. Do you know what the fans did? Boo. That's right. They don't care that you're shattered Seth Rollins. They want to see you get into another war. Now, somebody was always going to interrupt this because, again, it was the opening promo to Raw. And I started doing this because you bet your ass it was Drew McIntyre. Here we go. Now, Rollins did check to see if Drew was here to party. And he shook his head when he said, I bet you're here to challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship. And McIntyre nodded. I was like... What are we doing? Do you think you're chatting to a child? The Scottish warrior did make it clear, though. He is not going to attack Seth Rollins from behind. And he's going to do this good and proper because he wants his title match at the Saudi Arabia show because then Seth Rollins will be at 100%. So when he beats him, he beat a 100% Seth Rollins. This was all agreed to when Drew basically went, well, thank you very much. I do have to return to my home planet. And he walked off. I mean, he said he had business to do. And I thought, what? What an easy transaction. Very intriguingly, however, as soon as he had flubbed off, Damian Priest was here. He did attack Seth Rollins from behind. And what did Drew do? He watched this, but he didn't interfere. Now, fair play to the man. He did talk about this last week. 
He ain't getting involved in anybody else's beef. That was until, of course, Dominic Mysterio came out with the Money in the Bank briefcase as we teased we were going to cash in when McIntyre grabbed him, gave him the headbutt, and took this briefcase and just hurled it into the nether rail. They allowed Rollins to throw Priest out of the ring, and I was like, Damo, what the hell are you doing? Why didn't you do this after Fastlane? It would have been far easier. I thought this was really good stuff, though, and it does tie into a conversation that Seth and Drew were going to have later. And what we have to do is McIntyre needs to win that championship, and he needs to do it as a super-duper mega heel. I think that opens the door for many a story down the line. I like this. Up. Went raw. Went raw. Awesome. It was a Viking rules match. I'm still not entirely sure Vikings ever did anything like this, but it was Kofi Kingston taken on Ivar. And at one point, Kofi was using a flagpole. And I was like, come on now. Vikings definitely never used a flagpole. He was able to hit the SOS for a 1-2-oo when Ivar came back from a bomb of power. And he also got a 1-2-oo, which is when Kofi went nuts because he grabbed Ivar by the beard and he threw him through a table. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Valhalla then basically teleported in and she was murking Kofi Kingston, which is, of course, when Xavier Woods turned up. And he basically coerced her in and she ran and she went flying over Barry Barricade. At least she didn't go into Bears. He's already dead. It really did suck to be Woods, though, because Ivar then squished him. And I was like, oh, man, he's done. But when Kofi went for the trouble in Paradise and he missed, Ivar leveled up. He wound him with a powerbomb. He hit the moonsault. And he got the one, two, three. I was like, damn, Ivar don't need no partner. Now, look, there are some rumors out there right now that maybe, just maybe, Triple H does have 100% creative control at the moment. But when you see stuff like this, yeah, probably does. This really didn't make sense, too, because if Eric is going to be out for a while and you want to establish Ivar as a single star, this is how you do it. Once again, I'm quite enjoying this program. Just goes left, right, up, down, and all over the place. Giving it an up. Boris Axton then found Shinsuke Nakamura and was like, how do you feel after the weekend and what is your future plans? Shinsuke just looked at this guy and ignored him. Ricochet didn't feel the same, so he jumped Shinsuke and they got into a big old brawl before they were broken up. There you go. Wham, bam, thank you, man. Here's your daddy. We have a new feud. When history was made, because we had the greatest raw camera cut ever. But we did go backstage and Damien Priest just had JD McDonut up against the wall. And he was strangling him. I mean, it was like this. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill. <laughs> Not really. Mwah. We love each other. Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley then walked in to stop certain death. And when JD tried to thank him, even Finn was like, ah, you better shut up. You've done enough. Of course, McDonough cost them the tag team tires of Fastlane. Priest then got really angry too, because he was like, well, where were you during the opening when Seth Rollins kicked my ass? Ripley had a great response. He was like, I was back here, you dingus getting you a tag team title rematch. And she was. Priest then got mad at Drew McIntyre as well, because why the flub not, when Rhea Ripley got right into JD McDonough's face and was like, listen, you have a match with Drew McIntyre later and you better saw it. Do you know how the fans reacted to this? If you listened, <laughs> they actually laughed. I thought that was wonderful. And as ever, I just love the day of judgment. And of course, you have to figure that soon Damien Priest is gonna be out and JD McDonough is gonna be in. Make me a sad panda, as intended. When a Raw match ended in a disqualification. Shock horror. And you knew it right away because it was Nia Jax versus Raquel Rodriguez, and WWE doesn't want either of them to lose. But I will tell you this, they kicked the crap out of each other, and at one point Nia was going for the bonsai drop, but Raquel got up and gave her a power bomb. I was like, that was really good. This is when Rhea Ripley decided she couldn't hold in her feelings anymore. She just stormed to the ring and started smacking everybody in the mouth, 
when Shayna Baszler was here too. And look, once again, it's not two plus two equals potato. It does make sense. Nia Jax pissed everybody off. Now they want their revenge. Now Rhea did make a massive mistake here because she got in Baszler's face like, man, you just need to leave me alone. When she turned her back on her. So surprise, surprise, what did Baszler do? She took out Rhea Ripley. Nia then made sure to run away because she is the heel. And look, I do admit this, it'd be great if we could kind of separate them and do individual feuds, but maybe that's where it's going. Sometimes it's just nice to see everybody be involved because they all have something different to offer. This is a little bit like a out-of-control roller coaster. I mean, it made no sense why Rhea Ripley waited about four minutes before she did interfere. But ultimately, well, quite liked it again, giving it an up. Which is when Seth Rollins became a child. Because he found Drew McIntyre in the back and was all like, Hi, why didn't you help me earlier? Why do you keep playing all these damn games? I mean, talk about blaming the wrong person. And McIntyre once again said, Why don't you listen to me? I've told you once, I'll tell you a hundred times. I ain't getting involved in anybody else's stuff anymore. Doesn't get me anywhere. It's different with the Judgment Day because, of course, he saw what the Bloodline did with the World Championship on that show, and he doesn't want the Day of Judgment to do the same thing. And also, matters of the world title, well, that's now all about Drew McIntyre. Seth then took offense to this because he was like, listen, man, you ain't taking my title, and neither is Damian Priest. And all of this is so good because, once again, we continue to tease this Drew Hill turn. And if we do do it right... Well, it would be absolutely fabo. Jackie then reminded Shayna Baszler about what had happened earlier, and Shayna was like, nobody sneak attacks me and gets away with it. That's literally the promo. Nothing else to tell you. When all my favorites arrived. What a day. Because Michael Cole introduced us to our brand new tag team champions, Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso. They were just so elated to be the tag team champions. Made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Cole then basically became Reddit because he was all like, actually, Cody, I want to talk to you. I mean, you've won a tag team title and that's great, but how does it tie into the overall story? Like, do you remember at WrestleMania 39 when you went for the big belt and you totally screwed it up? I mean, I could have answered that one. Doesn't make a difference at all. It's like saying you want steak for dinner, but instead you have some meatballs. You've eaten, but it's not what you wanted. He then continued to troll Cody by going, you didn't win the world title just like your dad didn't. As always, Rhodes was very diplomatic here. But if he had punched Michael Cole right in the face, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. Now, I actually think the American Nightmare was about to do this before he got interrupted because, again, it was raw. And look, it was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and that got me excited. But for some reason, we used Sami Zayn's old music. Let's never do that again. Instantly, Sam reminded us that actually this is quite the interesting picture because, of course, Jimmy and Jay Uso were the longest reigning tag team champions, and now he has a belt again. And while he's kind of happy for them, deep down in his tootsie toes, he thinks him and Kev should have those belts. Ruh -ruh. Kevin always didn't feel the same in the sense that he was not conflicted at all, and he does want those championships back. So, why don't they have a match for the title this evening? I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Kevin wasn't all that confident because he knew that Jay would never accept, given that he doesn't want to lose to these two twice in one year. And Uso didn't appreciate that at all, to the point Cody had to calm everyone down be like, look, we're all friends here, I hope. Thankfully, they then did accept, so we can have a big friend fight later as Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes shook hands. I was like, what? We've made it official? Just like that. I really do enjoy it, though, because something is brewing here. I don't think any of this is by accident. And if we get to WrestleMania 40 and it is Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, well, I won't all be that surprised, but I'm giving it an up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Alpha Academy, they won the night because we cut to Otis he was just chopping Chad Gable's chest because, of course, he wants to get ready for whenever that rematch with Gunther is. Bronson Reed must have literally been hanging just off camera because he walked in. He was all like, ha, ha, you ain't going to take on the ring general again because I'm going to do it and I'm going to become the intercontinental champion. He also took a shot at Chad Gable's family, which, of course, pissed him off. So he was like, Otis, hit me again, hit me again. You understand the long game here. Chad should become the IC champion. We will have to wait and see. We were then about to head in this direction. But before then, oh no. Because Ricochet was making his entrance for this three-way when Shinsuke Nakamura attacked him. Because of course he wanted revenge. And how did he lay him out? (laughs) With the GTS. I am going to talk about it. If you want to go on the internet and go speculation crazy, you can. For now, I'm taking this. I'm putting it in a nice little package. I'm going to hand it to the shelf. Then whatever happens, happens. I don't have to worry about it. However, it was then this triple threat match, which was Ricochet versus Bronson Reed versus Chad Gable, and it was super duper fun. Now, I knew Chad wasn't going to win because it kind of does feel like we're playing the long game with him, although hopefully down the line he is able to do it. And at one point, Bronson gave them a double Samoan drop. Don't worry, I did my research. He's Samoan. It wasn't just a drop. Ricochet was then still able to ping around like gravity is absolutely nothing. I mean, it's absurd to watch him when all of a sudden Chad Gable was back. And he gave this amazing German suplex to Bronson Reed before he started going after everybody's ankles. 
he wanted to break them. That didn't work as Rick came back with a kick that was super when Gable was able to hit the Chaos Theory. And I suppose we're meant to think, oh, he is going to win when Bronson Reed went into kill mode. Because he basically threw these humans into each other, splattered Ricochet on the floor when he hit the tsunami and got the one, two, three. And that was great stuff. It also means that it's Reed versus Gunther next week, which may be the premier big men slapping man meat match. Also, Raw next week has a ton of good fights. I'm already excited. What a nerd. Redman was then back with Becky Lynch, who admitted, no, I'm not quite 100% yet. I was like, no, of course you're not. Have you seen that updated picture on social media of her arm wound? It's still totally disgusting. She is still a fighting champion, though, which means she must fight, hence the name, when she made sure to plug her Becky Lynch autobiography that is coming out in 2024, and she told us to buy it. You know what? I will, Bex. I will. She also told Tegan Knox to bring it because she is going to whip her ass when I think I actually died because of all the people. Zia Lee walked in and she was like, where is my title shot? If I could, I would have gone through the TV and I said, I'm sorry, Zia Lee, you cannot justify this. Because aside from barely getting on to Raw, do you remember that one episode of SmackDown where she put a hoodie on and she helped damage control and then she vanished again. Look, it's not her fault. She should be being used more, but she can't return and say, he's title shot. She has done the grand sum of nothing and is the worst protector of all time. Now, I will say, I presume that Zia Lee is able to come back because Becky Lynch is pushing to get these people back onto television. That does not mean I did not laugh, I did. Which is when Drew McIntyre squashed JD McDonough. Of course he did. Bruno sold his chops before he gave JD the biggest back body drop you'd ever seen. Honestly, I kept staring up into space going, he'll come down eventually, I'm sure. I don't think he ever will. This is when the condom was out here to cast distraction because that's what Judgment Day do when JD McDonald was like, I know, I can focus on Drew McIntyre's leg because they had had this stare off at the beginning. McIntyre is so much taller than McDonald. Look, that's not his fault. I've met Drew. He is an absolute giant. He also took the referee at one point, so Dom pushed Drew McIntyre into reading the ring post. The only problem here, I was like, you could have a gun and you could shoot Drew McIntyre in the head. I still think he's going to win. It's true because he just hurled Dommy Boy into Allen and out table when he gave McDonald the Future Shock DDT and the Claymore kick. And he got the one, two, three. Bob's your uncle. What? We also saw Damian Priest in the back after this. He was just ready to explode when Rhea Ripley was like, one, calm down because you can give yourself a heart attack. But two, don't worry about it. I have an idea. This massively keeps you invested in Drew's rise. Honestly, I can't wait for this turn. This was fine, though. Give me enough. Wade Barrett, of all people, was then interviewing Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. As they were like, well, one of the reasons we did put DIY back together is that really it's bigger than both of us. Completely honest, when it comes to the main roster, well, it's true. They also talked about the fact they were able to main event NXT takeovers when we had the best transition of all time because a big boot just flew into the screen and it smacked Gargano right in the face because I'm an asshole, I laughed. This was Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser there as well, which means we are going to do Imperium versus DIY. And I'll just stand here and wait. Who is against that? See? Nobody. And if you are, you're a total loon. We then carried on with all this big pushing because we had this amazing video for Tegan Knox, where she was like, look, I've been injured a lot, so now I do have to come back. When she was also being interviewed and she was like, Becky Lynch, I'm coming to take your title. This is when Natalia stopped by with words of encouragement. It was just so damn patronizing. It was like, oh, Tegan, you can definitely do it. I'd have been like, would you shut up? We also then learned it's going to be Ricochet versus Nakamura next week in a Fool's Count Anywhere match. So I'm so damn pumped. And during this segment, 
Guess who you saw talking in the background? It was Rhea Ripley and Drew McIntyre. I love it when WWE does this. Makes me feel like a nerd. Forget that for now, though, because it was Becky Lynch versus Tegan Knox with a TNT title. Once again, it was very good. And I do have to repeat myself because no, not in my wildest dreams did I think Tegan Knox was going to win. Especially because at one point, she hit the ultimate comeback move of 2023, the crossbody. I told you they'd all got together and had a chat. But when it didn't beat Becky, she was flabbergasted. I was like, come here a sec. It is just a crossbody. She then decided to go for the world's shiniest wizard, which is her finishing move. And Becky Lynch got out of the way of that, and she went for the arm bar. But Tegan was like, no, I don't want a broken arm. So she pushed Lynch into Tina the Turnbuckle. That was really well done. Finally, Knox was like, oh, wait a minute. Bex has a bad arm, so I should go after that. But Lynch didn't appreciate it. Although when she came off the ropes, Tegan gave her this fall away slam. I was like, man, you two got good chemistry. As nothing was working, she also went for the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. But she shouldn't have done that because in the chaos, Becky Lynch was able to find her arm. She locked in the disarmor. She got the tap out win. She also made sure to fist bump Tegan Knox after this so you know they are both friends. And she looked at the camera and she was like, buy my book. So she is just the best. Up. Adam Pearce was then telling Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell that Johnny Gargano is basically dead. But he wasn't sure about Tommaso Ciampa. I was like, well, Adam, why don't you get on the phone and ask someone? Ripley then stormed in and was like, you two need to get out of here. And I don't think they were going to until Pierce was like, please, I just want some peace in my life. So leave. When Rhea Ripley was like, I want Shane the Baszler next week. So again, Raw in seven days is going to be totally rad. What a stacked lineup. When we went back to Natty after this, what is she doing? Because she found Tegan Knox and was like, oh, you did so well. You did so amazing. I was like, this is not what she wants to hear right now. When, of course, in walked Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, they were like, man, would you stop this bitty pie? It was around about here. They looked at each other. And because they did that, we are going to get Piper versus Natalia next week. And, of course, we shall then do the big tag team match. Now, for the love of everything, please, can we keep the women's tag team titles important? Although, we'll throw in some good stuff in there. Once again, all of the women were basically featured on this evening. That shouldn't be me going, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. That should become the norm. But at least we did it here. Let's make sure we continue it. So I was saying then past Jay Uso and Drew McIntyre in the hallway, and you knew something bad was going on, because they too were looking at each other when Sam and Jay had a nice chat. When we cut to this absolutely bizarre Ludwig Kaiser video, but it was also excellent, and probably means he's about to get a big old push. So that also got me excited, and it got even better too, because before this, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had made their entrance, and we cut to them, and they were like, well, what the flub was that? It also means that we got to our main event for the World Tag Team Championships, and it was Owens and Zayn taking on Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso. I just love the fact that these four guys are anchoring Raw. I thought this was fantastic. Sam and Cody started with some chops until they started pushing each other. And I was like, oh no, that doesn't look good. And then Kevin Owens and Jay Uso also got to it as well. And I was like, damn it, Kansas, we ain't in Toto anymore. We also did get Sami Zayn versus Jay Uso for a little bit, which felt like a massive deal. Although I don't think Kev cared very much because he grabbed Uso and just hurled him into Alan the announce table. And I was like, man, this is melting down quicker than I lost my hair. We then got all the kicks that were super as KO got bored of that and he started clotheslining people when the hot tag went to super babyface Cody Rhodes. And I think we should remember that. When he took his fire out on Sammy with a Cody cutter, when Zayn returned with the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the Blue Thunderbomb. 
And did it work? Of course it didn't. It never does. He did use that to go for the halluva kick, but Cody was able to dodge when he hit the crossroads and he got this amazing one-two-oo. I mean, Kevin Owens broke it up at the last second. Cody then decided it was time for the pedigree, but Zayn got out of that, which is when Kevin J got into it. And all of a sudden, Owens hit the stunner for another one-two-oo. And that also was broken up at the last second. I was like, listen, I'm sure Cody and Jay are going to retain, but I wasn't totally sure. Sammy then did a big old dive that took out everyone when Kevin went for the senton. But Jay Uso got his knees up. And I was like, man, we're about to percolate. Huh. It did lead to a bunch of more super kicks from Cody and Jay when they hit that awesome version of the 1D. Although damn Cody landed right on his head. They got the 1, 2, 3. And I was still kind of shocked by this because it was a totally clean win. So what happens to Kevin Sam now? And they did all shake hands afterwards, including Kevin and Jay. In fact, he even raised his hand in the air. So maybe he does trust him. This was such a fantastic ending because it did make you feel good in your tootsie toes, but it also made you go, something just isn't adding up here in a positive way. And I can't wait to see how this does turn out, especially because what's happening in a few weeks? War games. And now we do have a group giving it an up. And as you can see, Raw overall gets an up as well. And I know some people when there's no downs go, eh, me, 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 me. It wasn't the best show that I've ever seen in my life. But in terms of what WWE tried to deliver, well, they did it, and they did it successfully, and I like to be positive. Done. Also, please do let me know what you thought about Raw in the comments below. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Ups and downs for AEW Collision is there on the screen. Support the show, I'd appreciate it. Go to whatculture.com, follow us on social media, do weird things with your hand like this, and just love each other. Be nice to each other, respect each other. That's what life is all about. Sometimes it goes a bit crazy. See you soon.